0: Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona, for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com.
1: Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com.
4: and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men
5: were free.
3: Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And this hour, at the, the end of this hour, we always have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Normally, we would have Dan's tip of the week, but we're switching it up a little bit. What are we doing now, Dan? Um, I'm not sure. What are we doing, Cheryl? I am going to come over there. Don't make me stop this show. (laughs) Commentator? Dan's commentary. It's not exactly a rant. It it could be, but it's not. We're going to... To calm I do it, it very down. calmly,
6: and I tell you about all the things that are really, really, really <laughs> bothering me, I guess.
3: So it's, we'll it's it a calm. play on words with the word commentary, because I am a word nerd, and so uh, anyway, stick around for that. That could be fun, and we'd love to get your, your feedback on anything we do on our show. We, we want to be a conversation. We are a conversation, and we want to hear from you. Uh, we love when we do through our Contact Us link on our gunfreedomradio.com website. A lot of our listeners reach out to us through Facebook and send us a message or Twitter. And uh, we also have an email address, talk at com. And soon, hopefully soon, we will have our own app. We're working on that, uh, just waiting to get it approved. and. I feel like it's going a little slower than normal because uh, it happens to be, you know, a gun talk show. So I I could be paranoid, but I feel like that might be slowing things down. Well, we have uh, an important guest coming on, somebody who is a personal friend, somebody who has been awesome to us. Uh, We're young pups. We've just uh, had our first anniversary with our show and he's been doing a podcast called the Polite Society Podcast for several years, and um, so he's been very generous to have us on his show several times, and um, just a great all-around guy. But who had a a harrowing experience um, being mis mis characterized, I guess is the word I'm looking for. His actions. Um, He was accused of misusing his firearm when he didn't even have his firearm out. And this is something I want everybody to to really listen to because it's a cautionary tale. This could happen to any of us. And without any further ado, I'd like to bring on Paul Lathrop, who is the owner and co-executive producer of the Polite Society podcast on the Self-Defense Radio Network. Paul, are you with us?
5: I certainly am.
3: I'm excited to have you on. Uh, Dan's here with me as well. And um, I I was kind of given the lead up about something that I think could happen to any of us who are gun owners. And especially if people know we're gun owners and want to cause trouble for us. Um, And so just to talk about what happened to you, with you. On February 12th of this year, can you kind of dive in and, and take it from there?
5: Sure. Well, uh, I drive truck for a living. Uh, the podcast is, is, is a business but doesn't support me and my family totally. Uh, so I need to drive truck for a living. And I have been a truck driver for, goodness, uh, almost 15 years now. And as part of that, I train new drivers. I was training a driver in February. It was the the Friday before Thanksgiving. We were pulling into a truck stop in Omaha, just west of Omaha, actually, in a little town called Gretna, to put some fuel on. And to make a long story short, because this can get very detailed, as we were getting ready to leave, we were in between two trucks. To leave this truck stop, you have to make a very large U-turn basically turn left go around the end of the pumps and come back out the same driveway you came in well the guy on our right pulled forward started to go around us and when his trailer was right in front of us he stopped he got out of his driver's seat and went into the bunk of the truck well of course you cannot move your truck from the bunk so we were stuck hmm. uh i told my student who was driving i had been in the bunk relaxing i told my student to uh it looked to me like we might be able to turn inside and and get around him but when we tried there was about two inches too little clearance we were going to either take out our mirror on the right side on the truck that we were trying to to get around or we were going to take out the left side or the right side mirror of the, the truck on our inside. So I had my student start backing up.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, as the student was backing up, the driver came back to the window and started waving his arms at us and, and, and screaming. And my student, being a student, gave him the one-finger salute. <laughs> um,
3: the bird, as it, as, okay. as it were, right?
5: Yeah exactly and so we're uh, we continue backing up and this guy gets out of his truck and starts heading for us Uh, my student stops our truck his thought was this guy was gonna try and fake an injury Mm. and blame us and so he stops the truck sets the parking brake and the window when you back a truck up I I myself, and I train all my drivers, you have to have the driver's side window down. So if you, if somebody sees you're about to hit something and they yell stop, you'll hear it. Right. And you can stop before you do damage. Mm-hmm. Well, his driver's side window was down. And here comes this guy walking towards us. I'm standing in between the seats, a little bit behind the driver. That's where you can see both mirrors if you are not uh, driving the truck. Mm-hmm. And as this guy starts his walk, I yell at the guy, dude, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And he keeps coming. And I switch to my dad voice or my command voice, as it's <laughs> known in the uh, firearms community. And I very definitely and very purposely yell, stop. And he keeps coming. Mm-hmm. He's almost to the driver's side door. He's reaching up. He's going to grab the mirror and start climbing up. And I think he's coming in to start trying to go through the window and get to my student. And I look at the guy in my loudest voice and believe me, with, I can get loud. And my firmest tone, I yell at the guy, dude, I've got a gun. And,
3: and he stops. And you don't brandish it. You don't have it in your hand, right?
5: No. No, I do not.
3: You're just letting him know, you know, this isn't the people. We're not the people you want to start messing around right. with. Right. Is that basically what your right. message was?
5: Yeah. My, my student is at the time, and he's now his own driver. He's got his own truck. Has had since very shortly after the incident. But he's not a big guy. He's five six, maybe 150 pounds, little guy. And this guy coming towards us is about my size, Cheryl, you've met me in person. I'm not exactly tiny. I'm not the biggest person in the world, but this guy is probably six foot, 225 pounds.
7: Mm -hmm.
5: And,
3: uh, and acting extremely aggressively. And so, and so I guess that that's kind of a lingering question I have in my mind. I mean, what, what about driver courtesy and why is he so aggressive did he have too many of those five hour shots i mean like what what is his issue that he's so riled up and trying to purposely block you and all that and we can get back to that but just just so people understand okay now how how did you end up in in trouble with the law so you've said hey dude i have a gun and somehow that lands you with handcuffs on Yep. in a very short period of time because you guys, you you go ahead and leave the station. You think, all right, the guy's a jerk, but we maneuver around him. Nothing happened. There was no physical confrontation of any kind. No guns were pulled out or waved around or anything. You're heading on down the road thinking, well, that was a weird day, but on on to better things. And pretty soon you see police uh, lights behind you you're yep. pulled over question and I want to
5: make I want to make clear both trucks left the truck stop not
3: just us okay both left you have police lights behind you then mm-hmm. they they question you you think well we're going to kind of you know go back to the station and just kind of like clear up all the confusion you get back to the station and that's when you end up with handcuffs, right?
5: As, uh, that's exactly right. I was told, let, look, uh, and the state patrol, the state highway patrol pulled us over and had a very polite discussion with uh, both my student and I and said, look, uh, let's just go back to where this other guy is stopped at and where the Sarpy County deputies are. Let's work this out, get this straightened out. You guys can get on your way to California and we can go on. Okay, great. And when I get to that place where they stopped, uh, the trooper got out, talked to the deputies for a minute or two, opened up the door that I was at, said, these deputies would like to talk to you. Okay, great. I step out and the first word out of the deputy's mouth mouth was, sir, please turn around and put your hands behind your back. Mm. They never attempted to interview me. They never attempted to find out what my story was. I was immediately under arrest.
7: Wow.
3: Well, we're going to run to break for just a second here. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about how Paul Lathrop ends up on the wrong side of the law for merely speaking the phrase, dude, I have a gun. It could happen to any of us. I think we need to really dial in closely and, and listen carefully about what we can do to make sure that this doesn't happen to us or if it does now what do you do so stick around more with Paul Lathrop of the polite society podcast on the self-defense radio network right after this
8: working hard to beat debt you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up here's an idea sell some stuff at auction start with locally owned and operated pot of gold the owners dan and cheryl todd have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques collectibles guns coins and jewelry and over their many years in business they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt
3: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are talking with Paul Lathrop of the Polite Society podcast that airs on the Self-Defense Radio Network. And Paul is, uh, you know, being on a podcast, it's well known that he's a firearms owner. And he also is an over-the-line truck driver. And so it's not a huge stretch of the imagination to think that someone who recently levied legal complaint against him may have known this. Now, maybe not, but that was the first thought that came to my mind, Paul, when you, uh, your, your charming, lovely wife let us know that, that there was trouble afoot in your world. Um, I thought, what an easy target any of us are that, yeah. you know, somebody just has to say, well, they were waving around their gun. They were threatening me. And, you know, oh, well, maybe maybe Cheryl was doing that. I know she owns a bunch of guns and she's got a gun store. Maybe Paul did do that because, you know, clearly he's a, a proponent of the Second Amendment and probably carries with him everywhere he goes and so uh, I felt like it was such a cheap and easy shot for this guy to take against you, and so basically just to catch people up before the commercial, you you pulled into a truck stop to to fuel up. Somebody's acting very aggressively. Another driver in a different truck and trying to block you in for Lord only knows what reason. And then he's he's trying to climb in your driver's window, basically yelling and screaming at you and your student driver and you just say the words dude i have a gun so basically just kind of like letting him know you don't want this to escalate let's just everybody just go back to your corners take a breath right but somehow he decides that that is worthy of calling nine one one and accusing you of things you didn't do now what did he accuse you of what did what were you actually arrested for
5: The charges were making a terroristic threat and commission of a felony with a firearm. If I would have been convicted of both, it would have been 55 years in prison.
6: Terrorist? They added the word terrorist to that?
5: Terroristic threat, yes, sir, they did.
3: So, speaking words about having a firearm could possibly land you, me, any of our listeners in jail... For 55 years. In prison for 55 years. Now, praise God, that didn't end up happening to you because you clearly had done nothing wrong. I, I believe there was... Did the video cameras at the station help with that? Or how did you get your name cleared?
5: Well, to make a, a very long story short, uh, yes, there were pumps at the video. Uh, that, that Even that night... Uh, I don't know that the police looked at, but my attorney eventually got. Uh, But there were cameras looking at the pumps. This guy claimed what we're not just saying, dude, I've got a gun is not a terroristic threat. What this guy claimed is that I was out of the truck, that I was waving a large revolver in his face and screaming at him. Do you want to die tonight? (laughs) Oh,
7: and a little embellishment.
5: Uh, I should let your listeners know that the gun that was confiscated when they pulled me over was a Glock Model 22. And Glock does not make revolvers.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. And so this guy basically fabricated a story, got the police involved, which, of course, takes their manpower, got you tossed in jail, where you spent multiple days, not because of what you did or what you were accused of doing, but because that's the way the system works. And you had to wait for Wednesday, which is the only day of the week when they have their um, bond hearings, right?
5: Right. And I was arrested on Friday night. I spent four and a half days in jail.
3: Just waiting for a bond hearing. So during that time, of course, you are, I'm sure you were terrified you're unable yes. to get to your your medication that you take to control your diabetes you right. are completely cut off from your life from your livelihood and you know the the only course of action now is to involve the law and to involve lawyers and lawyers don't generally work for free so no they don't now you've got bills mounting right to the tune I
5: spent, of I spent 25 thousand north of $25,000 on this.
7: Wow.
3: The At...
5: attorney the attorney's fees to get started on the case was $10,000. The bail that it could have been $250,000 cash was lowered to $25,000 surety, which meant I only had to pay 2500 to get out of jail, but I'm a truck driver. I didn't have $12,500 in my checking account. Right. Uh, Thank God my my beautiful wife, Susan, uh, started doing some fundraising and got word out and to our listeners and and thank you for helping get the word out as well, Cheryl. There were a lot of people that got word out. We were able to raise enough between fundraising and uh, some personal loans that I took out that we were able to cover the legal fees and we were able to cover the bail, but if I didn't have the podcast and I didn't have the wonderful friends I have, I wouldn't have come up, been able to come up with that money. I may have sat in jail for a very long time and may not have had a very good attorney. I may have had to just deal with whatever the states, whatever the, uh, uh, public defender's office offered me.
6: So Paul, what was the thing that set you free? The
3: truth.
5: No. The (laughs) yes. I mean, very much so. The the uh, prosecutor was pushing and kept pushing until just after six months after this happened, we were scheduled to go to trial on Thursday this past Thursday, and on they had been delaying and delaying and delaying, and my attorney went to them and said, "We are ready to go to jail. We are ready to go to trial. We have a witness. We have our person ready to testify." We have videotape. We won't tolerate any more delays. They couldn't get the person that made the charges to come back and and testify in court. And so the prosecutor finally, when my, my attorney said, I will not tolerate any more delays, had to drop the charges.
6: So they dropped the charges. So now, are you going to be able to go after the guy that falsely reported?
5: Theoretically, I could. But if the state of Nebraska can't get a hold of him with their resources, what luck do I have?
6: Mm. Right, And the fact is that since you didn't go to trial, it's going to be hard to prove that he didn't, that he falsely reported. Right?
5: Right. The uh, hearsay is not allowed in any civil or criminal trial. So I ha- could go ahead. I could, I could uh, subpoena the deputy who testified in court. That's how I knew what would, what the person told the deputy as uh, he had he said that in a preliminary hearing i could su- subpoena that that deputy but that's still hearsay
3: so hindsight is 2020 so hindsight tells us what what could you have done differently or better now that you you're on the other side of this
5: there are two major things i would change
3: mm-hmm.
5: uh, there's a lot of little things but two major things I would change. Number one, first and foremost, the minute I thought things were going sideways, the very second I thought things were going sideways, I showed it on the phone to
7: 911. Mm. Um, so that's your-
3: his word. Right now it's his word against yours. That would have made it your word against his? Is that why?
5: Well, yes. There would have been at least, when the police responded, two stories. And if I were first... I could have said, look, this guy is coming after my truck, and I would have on the phone with the with the uh, dispatcher on the line, I, they could have heard me scream, dude, I've got a gun.
3: Mm-hmm. And what did Masad Ayyub say? He always says "It needs you need to win
5: the race to the telephone. If you're the first one into 911, you're the victim. I lost that race. This guy and the police is mind at the very start was the victim and that's a very high bar to overcome
6: hmm. right and they don't know when they hear your story and their story they got to just go with what evidence they have he said you had a gun and that you pointed at him you did have a gun so you can kind of understand law enforcement going hey we got a problem here right yes
5: I uh, yes you can uh, i i would say that I didn't have anything even closely resembling the gun he said right. I had. And anybody that is, as uh, I mean, if you studied defensive gun use like I have, mm-hmm. you know that when somebody is close and they're pointing a gun at you, you get an incredibly clear picture of the gun. The person, not so much. Right. But you get an amazingly good picture of that gun. Right. And for him to blow what I supposedly was pointing and waving and right in his face,
7: mm-hmm.
5: that, you know, Were I a policeman, that would have raised flags, but I'm not a policeman.
3: Right. And so what was the second thing that you would do differently?
5: I would have been a member of a network, and I I personally now am a member of the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Mm armedcitizensnetwork.org. They reached out to me after a friend bought me, after the incident, a, a membership. If I would have been a member at the time, I wouldn't have had to come up with one penny for the attorney's retainer. They would have paid it. Wow. I wouldn't have had to come up with bail money. They would have just straight paid it. Wow. They are there right off the bat. They've got people like Masada Ayub, people like Dennis Tuler a lot of amazing experts that are available to the attorney to help with trial preparation and to help with testimony if need be.
3: Mm. That's fantastic. Now, say the name of that organization again.
5: It's the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can reach them at org. Wow.
3: I mean, if this is a cautionary tale, I think those two things are worth the price of admission. Have have some, you know, be proactive. So have some legal counsel in play before an event happens because you didn't know on that random Wednesday or Friday, whatever it was that this was going to happen, and the second thing is that if there's an incident that anybody might be calling the police, you need to be the first one. Is that is that a fair uh, assessment?
5: Exactly. All right. Yeah, that is exactly the case. And I want to mention real quick, if I could, mm-hmm. there are other companies that do some similar things to ACLDN. I'm not a paid spokesperson. They have helped me out tremendously, but I'm not a paid spokesperson.
3: Just I don't care fan. if it's A C
5: L D or someplace else. You need to go somewhere to get coverage.
3: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I know you've been doing a lot of different uh, podcasts and 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 getting longer versions of that out there. And so if people just um, look you up, I think, on Facebook, which you can find through my com, your guest page on there, Get some links to those and get even more information about what happened that day. Absolutely. So, so thank you so much, Paul.
5: Thank you, Dan and Cheryl, very much for having me
3: on. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for all you do. All right. Well, stick around because coming up next, we have Miss Antonia Okafor. She is law school bound. She's a graduate student. She's been out there really working hard to to get concealed carry uh, brought to campuses around the country. And uh, she's got an interesting,
6: an interesting, what was it, Dan? Yeah, we're going to have a hard time with this one. It's (laughs) protesters in (laughs) Texas, so. At the University of
3: Texas. And uh, they they were protesting a concealed carry of a firearm with um, sex toys. Okay, I said it, on the air Stick around, we're going to try to get through this one
0: The
1: Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today.
5: Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
3: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And our theme today is, what's law got to do with it? And we are happy to welcome to the show Antonia Okafor. She's law school bound. She's on her way to law school. She's a graduate student. Uh, she's the Southwest Regional Director for Students for Concealed Carry, Republican Party Precinct Chair, and self-proclaimed conservatarian activist. As a former Democrat, Antonia has a personal mission to bring a unique, yet still conservative perspective to the Republican Party. Welcome to the show, Ms. Antonia.
9: Oh, thank you so much. We Thank are you for having me.
3: absolutely. We are excited to have you on, and you know, we were texting one another off air, uh, leading up to uh, you know mm-hmm. being on the air and trying to figure out. There's this news story that happened on the University mm-hmm. of Texas. It was about a protest, and yeah. we, we yeah. want to talk about it, but it's <laughs> it's awkward. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm I'm trying to picture you know my my grandma listening to this. <laughs> or, you know, my, my two-year-old granddaughter sitting in the car while my daughter's maybe listening to this. And I'm thinking, I, we can't even say the name of the protest on the air, but uh, we're going to do our best. We're so gonna- Antonio, so what
6: we have here is in Texas, they passed a law that they could carry a concealed carry in the colleges. That's right.
7: Mm-hmm. And
6: yes. so there are this group that are protesting, saying that that is wrong. And they're kind of, you know, I have respect for women and other people, all people out there. And I'm not going to say the name of the group, but basically sex toys, not Glocks. And I I don't understand that because, first of all, I mean, if I'm in a a parking lot, it's not lit. And I'm trying to get to my car and I need my firearm, but I don't. I have a sex toy instead. (laughs) <laughs> what is that going to do? You know? I mean, come on. All right, Miss so, Antonia, anyway, see what
3: you can do now with clean this. clean it up, what, Antonia. What, what can you help us understand <laughs> about all this?
9: Yeah, well, so this protest uh, really came about pretty immediately after, uh, not too long after that the bill passed um, last year. And so it's been in the works for a while, and, they, and most people we included knew that they were going to have this protest the first day of fall classes, even though it's already been in effect for at least a couple of weeks since it started august 1st and not august 23rd um so yeah it's basically this marketing student i mean she did a great job Uh, she got a lot of attention right um basically something (laughs) something that you know they have you know every right to to protest and it was peaceful um but uh and we we on our side have said that you know you guys have every right to do that and we have every right to also um exercise our second amendment rights um as well so let's just coexist together um and that's kind of what all of our response is just a unified message of Uh, You can have that, but we're also going to protect ourselves with a firearm. So you go ahead however you want to.
7: (laughs) Well, absolutely.
3: And I know that there was a fair (laughs) amount of, you know, humor used and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, they're trying to say that I could be in danger because a person sitting next to me now in class could have a concealed firearm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so they're saying that, you know... concealed firearms is somehow the same as them open-carrying these phallic symbols all over the place. And that decency laws uh, basically prevent them from carrying, open-carrying around phallic symbols. Um, and and somehow that, I, I, honestly, I can't even understand how those two worlds connect. So... How did it end up? Did did they make a statement? Did they make a point? Did they turn anybody's hearts and minds to whatever their point was?
9: Um, you know, I really have not, you know, I haven't seen anything where people are just, you know, you know, getting past the fact that it's funny to them or it's, you know, interesting to them and then having a deep conversation of, you know, those fence sitters who are like, oh, well, uh, maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't have a firearm I should have that instead. <laughs> uh, I haven't had that I haven't read that article <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. I mean and maybe it does and maybe they maybe they no one has told us but I think it's I think that's the whole point is that it was for publicity mm-hmm. um, they got what they wanted uh, mm-hmm. they got the marketing side of it they got attention um but with our group' it's always been the fact that, I mean, you know, our message is not always, you know, the sexiest message. It's not, you know, sorry um, <laughs> to say that, but, <laughs> but it's not the most attractive always to everybody because the fact is that we're pretty straightforward is that we believe that self-defense is a human right, and regardless of what party, you know, you belong to or your ideology, uh, we have many different people from different sides of the spectrum, political spectrum, on our board and in our organization. We're all united in the fact that we, we um, want the right to be able to protect ourselves uh, on campus, just like we do anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's really as simple as that. And, and and we're definitely not telling people that if they don't want to protect themselves with a firearm, that they have to. And exactly. And that's what the Constitution also protects as well. So um, Exactly. Yeah, the First Amendment and the Second Amendment go very well together. And uh, what they say, that the Second Amendment, without the Second Amendment, the Bill of Rights are just a list of suggestions. So
3: exactly, um,
9: we we uh, definitely agree with that.
3: <laughs> well, and so I think that crafting um, your message, whoever you are and whatever your message is, is so important. And I think that those of us that value our Constitution, we have to be even extra careful because— know one misstep and we can be discredited and discounted Mm -hmm. and made fun of and and all of these kinds of things and one of the things I love about you is that you don't pull any punches when you write an article you just tell it like it is you're you're so factual that there's really no no wiggle room for somebody to poke holes and and that sort of thing and and then here's this other group that if they really truly had a message, I think they discredited themselves because like we can't even talk about it because of the Mm -hmm. name they chose. It was clever. It was funny. It it rhymed, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing, but, um, they, they kind of discredited themselves right out of the box. So how, what can you say to encourage other young people who want to have a voice and to use their voice without losing their voice in the process, if that makes sense?
9: Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, well, I I would say I started out as just a student who was concerned um, about people making decisions for me, you know, in Austin or even in D.C., making decisions for me that affected myself as an individual and, and those around me. And so I got involved because I think a lot of people don't um, kind of don't take advantage of the fact that a lot of people are um, unfortunately, you know, Lazy and and don't get involved. If they want to, or they they would they say they want to, but a lot of people really don't show up in the end.
7: Mm-hmm. And I think that's
9: the most important thing is ninety percent of it is showing up,
7: right? Um, being so a body true. and
9: saying, "Look, I'm here. I'm a student, and I am for concealed carry, or I am for um, this important issue that's you know important to me and my, and my students." And a lot of people, especially these days, just think that it's not it's not worthy. It's not going to do anything, that their, their voice doesn't matter, and um, I'm here as proof to show that it does, and uh, people will listen if you are willing to show up.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you've even filmed an NRA Freedom Safest
9: Place ad, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, um, definitely.
3: And it cracked me up because I, I follow you on Twitter and Facebook, and and I think you put out there, you said, how many people looked up my ad by saying black girl in a gun ad? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I guess maybe there aren't an awful lot of black girls doing gun ads. Is that the? <laughs> there
9: are not. I hope to change that. I, they're out there, they're they're pretty quiet. So I I hope to be someone who's, you know, there so other people can come out of the, the woodworks and and Absolutely. say, hey, I am not like what you think you you know what the media tells you I should be thinking like and what I should do and how I should behave. Um, but I look different than those people, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. So I just want to be a voice for that so other people are empowered to do the same.
3: Well, I love that. And we've only got a, a couple minutes left. But, um, you know, we're up against this this political season. We're up against this presidential election. And there's a lot of people out there that are calling for, well, let's just go third party. Let's just vote third party. And in years past, that might have been you because you, you're very libertarian-leaning What do you say to people in this election who have more of a, a a preference to lean politically the way that, that you have?
9: Yeah. I mean, this is a hard election. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it You know, particularly for me who, you know, I used to be a Democrat and then this is my first election, my president's election where I get to vote for someone who's not a Democrat or Republican. Um, so, you know, it was very special to me and I, you know, my Rand Paul is my first pick and um, Trump is not Rand Paul. And uh, so it's hard, but in the end, it comes down to why I changed in the first place. It wasn't it because of the person, it was because of the policies mm-hmm. and knowing that, um, yeah, Obama was this, you know, calm, cool, collected guy. Um, but he he put these policies in place that are going to affect my, my, my generation and my generation's to come. And Hillary's going to do the same thing. And so the important thing is to look at the policies and see really, um, what do we want in eight years? Who do, what type of policies do we want in America that are going to affect our second amendment rights are going to affect um, a lot of different rights, but even the fiscal side the things that are going to affect our day-to-day life, who is going to make it better for, for you as a person, as an individual in eight years, and you have to make a decision for yourself. So, um, I think that's what it comes down to is, unfortunately, right now, I'd really say focus on the policies and not so much on the person, and that will guide you.
3: Well, absolutely, and, you know, Dan and I, we have a gun shop. We have a show called Gun Freedom Radio, so clearly we're very vested in, in the Second Amendment, but for us, it really is a legacy issue. It's about, you know, what, mm-hmm. what condition are we going to leave the country in for our daughter and our granddaughter and we only have exactly. one Second Amendment. There, we get one shot at this to protect it, and if we don't, that's bad on us. And so for us, we're really a one uh, issue, a single-issue voter. And and for yeah. us, that is the Second Amendment. And if it's the choice between Hillary, who's promised to not protect it, um, the third-party candidates who are— yeah, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. And then Donald Trump, who's been endorsed by the NRA and vetted by the NRA, Mm -hmm. for us, that kind of lays the groundwork for the direction we're going to go with our vote. So, um,
9: Yeah, and it's important. and It's something that people like to invalidate that or say that it's not valid because, you know, you're a single-issue voter. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I do not agree with that. I think people need to vote more with, their own principles and what that they believe in more than uh, what we've been seeing, and I think the direct the direction of the country would go a much better better way if we did more of that. And absolutely, instead of doing
3: less. absolutely. Well, Antonia Okafor, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you can go to her guest page at GunFreedomRadio.com and learn more about her and how to reach out to her and follow her. And uh, Antonia, thank you for helping us get through a uh, difficult topic About that (laughs) protest on the University of Texas campus.
9: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
7: (laughs) Thank you.
3: We'll talk to you again soon. Bye Bye bye. All right. Well, stick around because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizens Report and Dan's commentary coming up right after this.
0: Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. See
8: so you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Come in and stake your claim with some live auction action at Pot of Gold Estate Auctions. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, Collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins.
3: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are already at the end of our second hour. I can't believe how quickly the shows go, Um, but I always enjoy getting to this segment. Um, One of my favorite things we do is to bring you stories of Responsibly armed citizens uh, protecting themselves, protecting others, and uh, today's story I, I think you're going to like. So here is our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report.
0: Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
3: Well, Dan and I uh, started hosting this show a year ago, so we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, our first birthday and so birthdays and were it was on my mind. And so when I saw this story, I started thinking about how how it related, you know. And so maybe you know someone out there. Do you know someone who's been blessed with ninety plus years of life, 90 plus birthdays that they've celebrated. Maybe it's you listening to us right now. And if so, congratulations. Um, But if somebody has reached their 90th birthday or beyond, traveled around the sun nearly 100 times, that person has experienced every news story, every president, every world event and technological advancement since the roaring 20s. This person would have survived the Great Depression, witnessed the rise and fall of Nazi Germany and everything between then and now. This person has witnessed danger take the form of famine and war. And on a recent, bright, sunny, ordinary Monday morning, this person saw danger approach from across a parking lot. Danger was stalking prey in this particular parking lot because patrons come out bearing not only wallets and purses, but also prescription medications, drugs, that danger can use to fuel his mania and sell to his associates on the street. All danger has to do to catch his prey off guard and unarmed, and danger highly prizes those who are smaller, weaker, and elderly because he believes them to be easy pickings and easily overpowered. Imagine danger's surprise when the prey he had on his sights in his sights on this day was able to defend himself because this 91-year-old was a responsibly armed citizen and nobody's victim.
1: The incident originally occurred in this Rite Aid parking lot at 1015 this morning. A 30-year-old East Point man approached an elderly man attempting to rob him, but the tables were turned. That elderly man wasn't about to become a victim. The 91-year-old man had just gotten out of his car. He told police the would-be robber started approaching him in a threatening manner, and that's when he fired.
4: The uh, person who fired the shots had a CPL and was uh, lawfully carrying a handgun and said that he defended himself when he was attacked.
1: East Point Police are located on Nine Mile right across the street from the Rite Aid store. Deputy Chief Eric Kaiser was among those responding.
4: We were able to apprehend uh, the person who was shot a short distance uh, away on the other side of Gratiot. He'd been shot one time, non-fatal. He was able to run away. He was able to speak with officers.
1: The 91-year-old Detroit resident did stay at the scene and he is cooperating with detectives as their investigation into the incident and shooting continues.
6: Well, another case of the criminal that went looking for drugs is going to get some drugs because they're going to have to fix him (laughs) up, right? So he's going to go to the hospital. He's going to get some drugs. The hard way. So I guess he kind of won in a hard way. But thank God that uh, this man carried a gun.
3: Absolutely. And we are, I feel like, and maybe it's because I'm doing my research for these stories every week, but I feel like I'm hearing more and more about these stories that um, they're doing home invasions. You know, and for now, drugs. Yeah, and now they're catching people as they're leaving the pharmacy? I mean, that's that's bad. You really have to keep your eyes open, keep your head on swivel, be aware of your surroundings, don't be on your cell phone, uh, texting and digging so you for m- your keys. Have your keys in your hand before you leave the store.
6: So especially at a drugstore, if you're like a Walgreens or um large drug store Mm -hmm. think about that be on an extra alert when you walk out of that store i would have never thought until today that we need to be on extra alert right and he
3: might have you know how your prescriptions come in those little paper bags and they're very clearly it you can tell the difference between that packaging and any other packaging so unless he had them in one of the larger you know shopping bags it was very clear to danger which which person he wanted to zero in on. Yeah, I
6: think if I would have shot that guy, if I'd have the ninety one year old and shot that guy, I would have said, Okay, I, what kind of drug do you want? I got something here. I could help <laughs> you out now. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Oh my goodness. All right. Well, right now is when you are accustomed to hearing Dan's tip of the week. Yeah. But now we have something a little bit different. It's a play on words of Dan making a commentary. And he, you know, sometimes there are those stories that we want to get a little bit more animated about and maybe rant about, but he's not going to rant. He's going to make a commentary.
0: Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let
3: it.
6: Yeah, I like, I like your new music, by the way. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this, except that Cheryl and I were at an event this week, mm-hmm. okay? It was a biz-to-biz event, and there was a lot of people there, mm-hmm. and basically, you went to these booths, and you talked to people about their product, and we went to one, and I had my AZ firearm shirt on, and this guy seemed to back off, and we we asked him if he would like to listen to our show and that type of thing. He got very shaky, nervous- And started really ranting himself about why we shouldn't have guns. And he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't talk to uh, what let us talk. And he just was just shaky and just out of control. And so my rant is that my calm. Your commentary. Would be, could we open our hearts to conversation? Okay. I want to hear his story. I want to know why he's so anti-gun. Then I want to tell him why I'm pro-gun. Instead of just shutting me out and letting him tell, him telling his story, there's no open conversation and we can't win. And let me tell you, if I'm interested in a product, do you think I'm going to buy it from a company that represents a anti-gun stance like that, where there's no open communication? Why would I even want to, to deal with them?
3: Yeah, the level of emotion was just palpable. I mean, he would he would blurt out whatever it was he wanted to say, and then when it would be our time to, to comment or even say, "Wow, we understand," we didn't even have that chance because then he would walk away. Yeah, he'd but then walk he'd away come, and back come back and he'd blurt yeah. again. But, uh, but anyway, it was it's something to keep in mind that you know let's, let's just bring the emotion down a notch right. or two. If
6: you're anti-gun, please. Have a conversation with me. Tell me why. I want to know. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you're missing something. And that's? And that's my commentary for today.
3: Wow, you get to have a blast. You get to have... All right, wait a minute. You get to have Rocky lead you in. Because the lead-in music is a great speech from the movie Rocky Balboa. And then you get to have James Brown lead you out. Oh, by the way. What? Hey, James, thanks. Hey, grab yourself <laughs> a coffee on the way out. I am officially jealous of your
6: segment. I, I need to step up my game. Well, I was thinking about another thing. We were talking about that college thing earlier. Mm-hmm. How about glitters, not glocks? <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been as effective, right? But uh, I don't know. I just try I, to help them out. I mean, I don't you do want to talk about it anymore. You do want to go, go home and tell your grandma, <laughs> hey, I'm in a protest. It's glitters, not Glocks. Okay, mm. that would be more. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a little easier. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Oh,
3: it's so awkward. It's a G rated show, people. There's only so many ways that G-rated we can. G rated
6: for Glock? G
3: <laughs> rated for Glock. All right, well, we are out of time, so I want to thank all of our amazing listeners. What we do here would just be Dan and I, you know, talking with our pals, if it wasn't
6: for our listeners. Our Our listeners are our pals.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, like, our guests. We'd just be hanging out with our friends, having conversations, But, but our listeners are what are, you know, give us purpose and they they take the message and they have other conversations about it and that's that's really a blessing speaking to us of
6: listeners if you're if you've had a story give us a give us a call uh text us, email us let us email know. Yeah. at
3: talk at gunfreedomradio.com and thank you to our amazing guests uh thank you to our followers on our social media thank you for our, to our tech crew and until next time pray for our nation pray for our leaders all of them even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. (sighs) Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless.
4: Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers, but only here, Did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since, evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it,